Welcome to Slug's bi-weekly Slug Soundwaves podcast. Here, in our print mag and on slugmag.com, enjoy our curated content that highlights the best of Utah's alternative and underrepresented music, arts, events, and community subcultures. If Slug has benefited you or someone you love, consider contributing to sustain our existence. Head to slugmag.com slash donate to join our community of donors. KRCL was founded in 1979 to bring a more diverse voice to Salt Lake City and surrounding areas. KRCL is community-funded and supported, which allows diverse commercial-free programming that varies from indie to hip-hop, blues to bluegrass, metal, punk, indigenous, and bilingual programs. And every weekday at 6 p.m., KRCL's Radioactive brings you grassroots activism and civic engagement with punk rock farming and live local music on Fridays. Tune in to KRCL at 90.9 FM, stream at krcl.org, or download the app on the App Store. Listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. I'm an electronic musician here in Salt Lake City. I make down-tempo, ambient music that's uh, influenced by jazz and hip-hop and progressive rock. What I really like about electronic music and instrumental music and things of that sort is that it lets you kind of paint a picture. And so I really got into it from that standpoint that while I might be feeling something and emotionally attached to something, how someone else hears it, it's completely different. So it's more of an abstract painting, and that's kind of how I like to think of everything that I work on. So my dad was a musician. He was an R&B singer. It's just something I kind of always grew up. Um, he wasn't around, but the the idea and the story was always there. So it just was something I feel like it was always with me. I connected with it from a really young age. I was always singing and dancing and had this idea of becoming a musician when I was about 12 years old. I even uh, somehow got the number of Disney and called and asked to talk to somebody and because uh, I wanted a record deal and they put me through to someone who told me to make a demo. So I uh, sang over cassette tapes from radio songs and tried to make a demo when I was about 12 years old. When I was about 15, I actually got a guitar and started learning and writing my own music and formed a band with a bunch of my high school friends and kind of took off from there. I've been doing it ever since, really. I was the main songwriter and guitarist and vocalist. And after a while, you know, after a while, just the the kind of dramas of being in a band kind of took its toll on us and we broke up. Someone once told me that being in a band is like being married to four other guys. And that's exactly how it felt. And if you don't have the right communication tools to deal with that, then it just falls apart pretty easy. (laughs) So...
I did the kind of just acoustic projects for a while, tried to be in a, a few other bands, but nothing stuck. And at the time I was going through a lot of depression as well. So uh, I think that just hit me pretty hard and I had to just stop making things for a while to, to try to recover from that and figure out what I was doing. went to college around the last year of college I found electronic music which I had never really been that into and it just brought me back fully into the into the fold of making music that was about 2012 my last year of college I actually Daft Punk created a soundtrack for the movie Tron and I had listened to it and was really interested in what they had done I kind of knew who they were but not not much of their music so listened to that album and just loved it though and there was a remix album on there and it just opened my eyes to all of this electronic music so everything at the time it was like dead mouse and cascade and all the edm uh guys at the time kind of kind of my entryway in the deeper i got in the more i started to uncover like oh there's this whole artistic scene of of electronic music beneath that uh, beneath the, the kind of festival dance music there's this this other scene and uh, once I got into that I just I just ran with it my favorite producer at the time his name is Joker he's from the UK there was an interview with him talking about how he makes music and he was uh, at one point even states that he has no idea how he made it and he's just kind of clicking around in this VST this soft synthesizer uh, on his computer and I just had an idea of you know I work in graphic design programs I'm really good at tech and learning programs I could do this and so that was that was it I went and bought the programs and started making music and eventually that became an obsession with hardware synthesis and esoteric synthesizers and into what I'm into now. You know, at this time, I was in this strange place where I where I kind of started reading a lot about Buddhism and changing a lot of my own habits and my perceptions and, and my mind and the ways that I work. So I just had a, a more of a presence and, and a focus on here and now, which I think was important. Um, some of my, you know, I was able to deal with a lot of the depression things, but that also ended up in a weird spot where... I think I was a lot of my writing and guitar music was all fueled by being miserable. <laughs> and so it was able it was a interesting switch to start creating something and learning how to create something that kind of transcended that. I was able to continue making and continue creating outside of just how I felt. But there was still it's really important to me to make sure that my music is my emotional outlet as well. So it was always a focus to come back to that. I think some of the early things I did were definitely more focused on the technicality and learning the programs and learning how to make a genre of music rather than on how I emotionally felt about things. And that was something that has definitely changed over time. A lot of my music came from depression and isolation. That's kind of been a theme of, of everything. 
of maybe not quite feeling like like you fit in. There's always a darkness to it, I think, um, which I associate with really heavily. But early on, I think it was it's still there because the the sounds I choose and the in the kind of the textures that I want to set up are always that by default. But um, it was definitely more focused on learning programs and and learning a style of music where I was listening to other people and kind of trying to emulate some of the things they're doing rather than exploring my own voice. Mired King is one that I really enjoy from that time. Uh, It carries a lot of my early, definitely the influence there too. I think there's a lot of heaviness in, in the bass and there's a lot of, there's just a lot of kind of darkness in it. But it, um, but it's also doing things that I don't typically do today. Like it has like a heavy dubstep beat going on. And, you know, I think you can hear all the influences there, but it really was created from just playing with sounds in a software. There was no, there, it had nothing to say, which I think is a, is a little bit of a difference from, from where I ended up going later, where some of my newer music is definitely all about trying to say something. Some of the biggest changes in my production have come from the technicality of it, the the software versus hardware, challenges that that brings and just new ways of making music and and hunting down new sounds. My ears are definitely better, so I I can hear hear what I want a little better and a little easier and and have more skill in, in recording it and making it happen. But I think some of the biggest changes that have come have been in, uh, Kind of getting older and caring less about uh, caring less about trying to make something that sounds like something else, and just making something that's I'm just making whatever I want. I think that's a huge change that's happened. Uh, I'm not trying to stick in any genres anymore. I'm not trying to. I, I, everything can be inspiration, and I want to bring everything into my music. So, uh, you know, if I'm inspired by. Uh, black and death metal then I'm going to bring that in if I'm inspired by jazz I'm going to bring that in and just kind of there's no boundaries to what can inspire me I think early on there was a lot more of that my first album I was married and I was going through some depression at that point and relationships can be hard. And I think that there was some isolation. There was definitely tones of isolation and depression that were coming through there. The first album spirals is all about that. It was all about kind of spiraling into depression and and just how that feels. Sometimes I, I definitely struggled with whether or not it was clear in the music that that's what I was talking about. But, but I, that's everything I was writing was about that. Um, just that journey of, of feeling okay and then kind of spiraling into depression and then coming back out. Shadows was the follow-up to that and continued that same theme, but a little bit more about like feeling, you know, feeling good, but then there's these kind of what's happening in the shadows, what's happening underneath and, and that cycle of day and night, which I feel depression is very much like that, where it'll go in cycles where you feel great and then all of a sudden you're, you're just in the darkness and you feel alone those themes just kind of 
travel with me and definitely end up in everything that I do. In the recent years, I've been spending a lot more time exploring my depression and and exploring isolation and, and what I want and things like that, boundary setting. And I think that that's coming through in the music. The music's becoming a lot more diverse, and uh, I think there's a little bit more to say. Some of it's a little more playful, but I do think there's still a voice there that wants to talk from a life of, you know, maybe feeling isolated. And the music is was a way that I could always connect with other people, and I want that. My, I want my music to do that as well, to be able to connect with other people emotionally. It's always been something that, that was always there for me, and continues to be and I I want to continue to make it to connect to other people and feel less isolated and less alone and less depressed it 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 brings me joy so <laughs> You're about to hear my song Black Body that comes off my album Shadows. This track specifically was a really interesting turning point for me, I think. I broke out of some of the normal uh, workflows that I was doing and created this all with one machine, which was a little different. I called it Black Body because at the time there was a lot going on with Black Lives Matter. There was a lot going on with Black issues that I was thinking about. Um, I specifically had a lot of a lot of questions and and ideals about my own body and just about what does it mean to be black as as a person and what does it mean to be black and as a as a, a body of people kind of a, a community um and i think all of that was kind of instilled in there so this is one that i i feel really got a lot of that influence from all over the place that it has jazzy elements and hip-hop elements and uh, just straight electronic synth nerd elements and it kind of brought all of that together into one one form that I feel was uh, very representative of me and where I was going.
you can find me on Bandcamp under Dante Loray. I am on all of the major streaming networks, and uh, most of my music is up. I'm working on a ton of projects right now, so there's a lot of things coming down. There's a lo-fi album that I'm working on right now, kind of a, a uh, kind of electronic metal album that I've been kicking around for a little while. That's pretty interesting. And uh, I've also been producing, uh, co-producing and recording for a friend of mine, local hip-hop producer, Minute to Eight. We're about to release a track there in about a week and an album in the fall. So that'll be interesting and has been an awesome experience to kind of collaborate in a different scene than I'm usually in. Instead of electronic, it's more hip-hop scene in Utah, which is uh, way larger than I thought it was. So it's pretty awesome to be involved in that. Beyond that... Uh, I help run and am part of a monthly, uh, a well, a local uh, synth community and called the uh, SLC Synth Alliance, and we're pushing shows all the time. We have quite a few artists, and we're just trying to grow that community and get in, get in touch with all of the other local communities. Part of that is we are doing a monthly show at Sugar Space called Sunday Drip. Our next show at Sunday Drip will be on August 13th. And we're just, it's a down-tempo, ambient, lo-fi hip-hop, kind of anything that's chill show that we, we kind of focus around the cafe there and the coffee shop vibe. And we invite everybody to come down. We want it to be more of a, a community event. So we have a long time between sets so everybody can just talk and get to know each other and mingle. We want it to be a little bit more of a hangout than a show, but it is also a show where we have uh, headlining artists uh, every time we do it. We do it every month, so that's something to look forward to. If you enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. Did you enjoy this episode of Slug Soundwaves? You and the local community can continue to enjoy Slug Mag's content for free, but please consider making a one-time or ongoing contribution. Each contribution, no matter the amount, helps support Slug's creation of thoughtful media coverage on SLC's music, arts, events, and community subcultures. Head over to slugmag.com donate to make your contribution today.